All right. Well, here we go again. Welcome to another episode of In Over My Head. I'm happy to have you with me. Uh, some of you have been with me the whole way, and I thank you so much for returning. But I know some of my friends have actually uh, passed this, uh, passed the link along to some of their friends and, and so forth. And so there's a chance that uh, I might not even know some of the people I'm talking to. And I think that's pretty cool, too. So if you are new here, welcome. And feel free to come in and stay as long as you like. And around here, we don't even make you take off your shoes. So that's pretty cool. Come on in. Today, you guys are in for a treat. Regardless of where you came from, who you are, this is a very special episode for a couple of reasons. It's a milestone episode. Uh, I find this hard to believe. I actually realized this just before I started recording today. This is actually the 300th Senti episode that we've recorded. And so that's, I just can't believe we've made it to 300. Senti episodes, of course, are just hundredths of episodes you know, one one hundredth, but um, it, I still find that to be pretty impressive, and so those of you that have been along for the ride, thank you so much, and uh, like I said, everybody who's new, we're happy to have you with us. Not only is this a monumental for being a milestone episode, we're actually also breaking a record today. We've been knocking them down left and right. This one, it, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm particularly proud of. Today, we will be setting a record, a standalone record, not tying for the record. We will be setting a standalone record for fewest number of special guests in a single episode today. Well, we have zero guests today, uh, which is the least we've had, and I think that's pretty cool. It's a record, so you have that to look forward to. Today, we'll also be featuring uh, the return of a couple favorite segments. We've got listener emails. There are some... There are some interesting ones today. I took a glance at some of these. You're going you're gonna to want to stick around for that. Not only do we have some really great questions, um, thought-provoking questions, as usual, from some uh, friends, colleagues of mine, we have a third installment of an email from our most mysterious listener who goes by Bear. So I can't wait to see what he or she has to say this time um, and give some responses to all of those. That's always fun. Let's see, what else do we have here? Ah, uh, yeah, I wanted to, uh, wanted to let everybody know the, the wait is over. Friday, we are going to have part two of Donald Tebow's interview. And yes, yes, we will be covering. Um, we will be covering the coach with his dick out. It's, we're going to be covering that. Don, Don gave a little teaser of a story about, from his refereeing career about one time that... Uh, one of the coaches on one of the sidelines, well, there's no other way to say it. He ended up with his, with his dick exposed, and it, it was not unintentional, and, I, and we had to cut it off there. And so I, I haven't heard the rest of the story. I know you guys probably haven't heard the rest of the story. I can't wait to, to be there. So make, make sure you come back Friday for that one. And uh, ultimately, we are still counting down. Um, episode 10 is the current scheduled episode for... Uh, welcoming our very most special guest of all. That is uh, my wife, Christina. Many of you know her well. And I can't wait to have her on. And that's going to be a, a, a special actual milestone episode, episode number 10. So stick around for, 
for that one. We have that one to look forward to. Um, already kind of getting prepared for that. I can't wait. And let's see what else. Yeah, before we get too far, I wanted to uh, make a mention of some of the listener feedback that I've gotten so far. I've gotten a handful of emails, which as you guys know, I read all my emails. Uh, there's typically a typical episode, you know, typ typically we'll get something like 1,500 to maybe 2,000 emails in a day, and I read them all. Uh, there are some days, and it, depending on, say, who the recent guests were, or maybe what's going on in the news or whatever, that we can get up to anywhere, up to maybe three or four million emails. And I read them all, but uh, it's, you know, again, it can be challenging, but this is, it's, it's my passion. And so I want you guys to know that I do read all of these emails. Um, I've also gotten some feedback from elsewhere, and I just wanted to let everyone know I do appreciate that. A uh, handful of compliments, some constructive criticism. For example, I had one of my friends who listened gave the what I consider to be very constructive criticism. He said, be funnier. And I thought that was pretty helpful, so thank you for that, Jimmy. Um, but also, um, some friends of mine mentioned that they liked Bear's email. I liked it, too. So that's all great stuff, and I just wanted to say thanks for that. It got me thinking about the different types of feedback that people can give, sort of different categories, right? I mean, you've got you've got compliments. Well, everybody loves compliments, and those are good, but they they only get you so far, right? And then you've got different kind of different versions of constructive criticism. Sometimes that you might get a get something that says, uh, "Hey, this is good. Keep doing that." That's great. Everybody likes that. Don't have to change anything. Just keep it up. Nice to know. And some people tell you, hey, you, you suck at this, do this better. Still helpful. So I like all those kinds of feedback. And if you have any of those kinds of feedback for me, email them on over. I still use my personal email, which is probably stupid, but that's what I do. It's daniel.turner at mst.edu. That's mikesierratango.edu. Anything you send over, I'll read it and read it to myself if that's what you want. Read it. Read it on the, on the podcast if that's what you want. I can keep you anonymous. Whatever you want, just put it in the email. Like I said, millions, I read them all. Um, but what other kinds of feedback are there, you know? Well, there's constructive criticism. There's also, maybe you might call it deconstructive criticism or just insults, right? And I was thinking, yikes, do I, do I want to invite all feedback? Because that might include insults. And I thought... Uh, yeah, absolutely. You want to insult me? Go ahead. Just make it funny. Make it something I can read. <laughs> if it's funny and people laugh at it, hey, I don't care. Go ahead. Insult me. Bring it on. I, I know these are maybe famous last words, but yeah, send them on over. That got me thinking even further. Is there any kind of email you could get that would be even worse than just a plain old insult? And yeah, of course there is. You could get like a stalking email. Like, you know... Um, somebody is, is, is won't leave you alone and so I, I was thinking do I want people to send those emails over I thought no I, I can actually address those right now um, if you're thinking about sending me a stalking email then uh, then listen Catherine Zeta Jones you have to stop sending me emails you just have to move on okay I was <laughs> it, it, it'd be better for us both if you just move on it was one night okay the premiere of <laughs> the mask of Zorro I guess I don't know and you just have to move on all right uh, 
I never, I wasn't actually really stalked by Catherine Zeta-Jones. That was just a joke. Um, is there anything worse than a stalking email? I haven't thought this far. I guess death threats are, you know, probably worse. Don't send any of those. Just don't ever do that. That's a bad idea. Um, so anyway, point being, thanks, thanks for the, thanks for the fit, uh, the feedback, uh, and uh, I'll take any sort of it and send them in emails if you want. I'll take any sorts of emails you got. Something you want to put on here, something you want me to say, whatever, let me know. I think that does it for uh, catching up and letting you know what's coming up in the future here. As promised, I'm not gonna let you, I'm not gonna let you leave without reading a couple emails with me. So I'd like to start today though with some emails. I have to admit, I have already read these and well led me to some conclusions that were rather unsavory but why don't I just read them for you I've got a couple actually from listeners whose names I don't recognize but that's okay so they, they, they might be using a pen name that's fine if, if that's what you want to do I'll start with the one from sounds like a young lady named Lyra who, who says dear Dan long time listener first time writing in Wow, I really enjoyed episode number one of your podcast. You and your guest Jet offered some delightful perspectives. I laughed in several parts and shared it with my friends who thought it was so great. My favorite parts were when you talked <laughs> when you talked about 1850s hip hop and how your guests learned how to make spaceships from the spa- Smashing Pumpkins music videos. Also, as a big fan of liquid water, it was great to hear from our more oceanographically passionate demographic. Hey, by the way, what was she doing on that Pacific Island? Loving the new podcast format. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Friend of the show, Lyra. That's terrific. Thank you so much for the email, and I'm glad you're liking it. And thanks for sharing it with your friends. Uh, if you guys are listening, too, and you got this from Lyra, hey, welcome. We're happy to have you with us. So what was she doing on, the, on that Pacific Island? Yeah, she lived in the state of Hawaii for something like a year, maybe. She was working down there and had a couple of uh, personal projects, I think, going on as well. So maybe we'll have her on. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have her back someday, and she can maybe expand a little bit more on that. So thanks for that email. Now, very shortly after receiving that email from Lyra, I received another email, which you may notice, well, some similarities. This time it was from what sounds like a gentleman by the name of Bruce. And Bruce had this to say. Let's see if I can pull it up. Hmm. (laughs) Bruce writes, DT, in your first and probably last podcast, your guest Jet stated that instead of having sex with aliens, she would rather look in the ocean and find some fish. This extreme fringe perspective can only be considered dangerous. Listeners of the podcast should know that the correct approach upon encountering a new planet wherein sexually available inhabitants reside has already been established and proven successful over millennia. Exploitation, pillaging, and establishing dominance over the existing inhabitants is the optimal approach to societal survival of the fittest. Interstellar Darwinism, he writes, must be our main goal upon discovery of an M planet. If Jet could think beyond her hedonistic, self-indulged, aquatic, trekkie search for fish, she may realize that our entire existence as a species 
hangs in the balance. Let's put our finger on the scales and enforce cosmic imperialism so our species dominates everything forever. And he signs it, not really a fan, Bruce. Well, thanks, Bruce. Yikes. Our jet's not here to defend herself, and I don't intend to either. Um, needless to say, I was not pleased with this email. I was, uh, I was a bit offended. I did not quite seem fair, but hey, I take, I take all criticism like I said. However, before crafting a response to this particular one, I did a little bit of investigating on my own. Sort of, uh, I guess, imagining in my head kind of a montage of, you know, sitting at a desk with my tie undone and all the overhead lights are off, right? And I've got just a lamp, just one of those clip-on desk lamps there, and there's a bunch of file cabinets around. Oh, and well, okay, and uh, at the, at, after the scene starts, my my coworker, you know, who also stays late but isn't quite as, you know, frazzled or whatever. It, she, he or she, I'm imagining I'm Mulder and it's Scully. She kind of opens the door to the archive room and she's looking in there and she's like, Mulder. Oh, I mean, Dan. Yeah, you coming? I was thinking about grabbing a bite before heading home. And I was like, oh, no, you know, just lock the door on your way out. No, I'm going to be here for a while. Anyway, this is the kind of research I had to do. And what did I discover? I discovered, I don't think these emails are from Lyra nor Bruce. And here's why. They were sent in the same email. And it came from a different person who happens to be my friend named Eric Evola. You sneaky bastard. Eric Evola. Mark, Eric, Eric Etrola is what I'm going to call you from now on. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, how about that? We found you out, Eric. Not so clever after all. Also, those emails were hilarious, so keep them coming. Uh, who's next? Let's see. We've got, ah, uh, uh, yeah, that's right. We've got an email from another friend of mine who asked some, some thought-provoking questions, which is another kind of category of email I really like. I like doing these uh, with a guest sometimes, but, of course, I'd like to do these by myself, too. So you're going to get my perspective. And maybe the next time, maybe when, when Don returns, um, depending what other emails we have to read at the time, maybe we'll revisit these. So let's take a look. All right. Hey, Dan, I have some questions for the podcast. Non-biased responses only, please. And that's, I, I assume uh, that's a joke because obviously I, yeah, I mean, obviously I only give non-biased. I give 100% factual responses only so yeah let's get started here there's five of them and just scanning over them i think i can give you i can give you a pretty much a solid answer to every one of these so let's get started uh, number one is is illuminati real <laughs> getting in deep quick right i can tell you this for sure that yes it is my dad actually drove uh, a 72 illuminati up until i was like eight or nine years old it was a big old car but he loved it always breaking down yeah, that definitely real. I remember sitting in that car. I remember the smell of it even to this day. Yes, so that's a yes. Question number two. Can American professionals be productive with shorter work weeks? And she suggests 32-hour work weeks. Good question. Um, I would say yes. I would say anybody can be productive in a 32-hour work week. It, and if that, if that person is used to working a 40-hour work week, then they can be 80% productive. So, yes, they can be productive. Good question, though. 
Uh, number three, what will the world look like in 20 years? That's interesting because Donald and I tackled this question or a version of this question from another listener's email in the last podcast. And the conclusion we came to was yes, there will be, and, and there will be a, a lot of the things you kind of expect to see coming. For example, flying cars, they will be there. They will. Uh, but weirdly, by contrast, airplanes are actually going to be driving. So it's going to be unusual by today's standards. That, however, is obviously speculation. My ability, my clairvoyance, or my perfect, precise ability to to read the future, to visualize the future, only reaches out maybe somewhere between like ten and twelve years. And so this is speculation. I must admit, it's not a, it's, it is, it's unbiased, but it is also uncertain. So there's your, there's your disclaimer. Another good question. Okay, uh, I really like this one. Number four, who let the dogs out? What a good question. Uh, that was there was a lot of people asking that question. I thought, how long ago? I mean, what, 15, 20 years ago? It seemed like everybody was asking that question, but you don't hear it anymore. So I always figured they probably they must have figured it out. I don't know, but I don't know who it is. So my my response to that one is, sorry, I can't be of any immediate help, but if somebody could do one of those, let me Google that for you links, where it like insults you by you know, it's it's like a weird looking URL, and then when you punch it in. It does this like pantomiming thing where the it could like a fake mouse clicker shows clicking the Google search bar and types in the question that was originally asked. Somebody do that, and we'll get our answer that way. Finally, <laughs> I misread this one again. I misread it the first time, and I just misread it again. <laughs> I thought it said, "What's the best desert?" And I was like, "I, I only know of a couple. I think they all <laughs> they probably all suck." What is the best dessert, she says. A much better question. And I have my answer to that question. My favorite dessert is those uh, run-of-the-mill, regular old ice cream sandwiches, right? <laughs> Where you, you pull the thing out and you start unpeeling the wax paper near the top, right? And you, you, you kind of want to do a spiral uh, peel or unwrap, you know, to kind of get the whole thing off in one go. But it immediately... It goes only perpendicular, and you end up just taking the top half of an inch of this stupid thing off, <laughs> and, and you're like, "Oh, perfect!" You know, if I if I if you could, in theory, sort of just slide the slide the sandwich out of the ra the rest of the wrapper like a sleeve, that would be perfect. But of course, the sandwich is epoxied to the inside of whatever that wax paper crap is, so you got to dive in for a second tear. Soon as you do that one, somehow you already have something sticky on your fucking hands you start that peel and somehow it manages to not to at once like tear the sandwich in half and make your other hand sticky so now you're screwed now your hands are sticky then you got to peel peel you maybe you take three peels now you got three pieces of sticky wax paper in your hands and everybody around you is looking at you while you're trying to wait for them to look away so you can drop that crap on the floor right so one hand's filled with sticky wax paper. The other hand is doing a two-finger pinch at the very bottom of your sandwich where there's just a tiny little bit of paper left on the thing. You start eating. Eventually, you're going to have to get that last piece of paper off, and you're going to have to just raw dog the sandwich with your fingertips. And you don't want to touch the white part. That's mushy and soft. So what do you do? Bam! You put a high-pressure, low-surface area pinch on the outside of those brown cookies. And then immediately... The cookie delaminates, and you got a brown finger condom on both of those fingers, right? 
then that's not coming off. You try to get it off with your teeth. You do a little, like, you kind of suck on it, nothing happens. You you, you do a little teeth scrape, and you just end up with teeth scrape lines in that brown stuff there, right? And then eventually, you're you're, going to have to find a faucet. Wet wipes, not going to do it. You're going to... So you angrily walk all the way to the kitchen to throw the thing away because that's where the faucet is because you can get the sticky off your fingers, and what do you do? Well, the kitchen, that's where the freezer is, right? You're like... I know the rest of them sandwiches are in that freezer. And that sandwich was so good. So you grab another sandwich, you head back to, you know, wherever the rest of the people are. You start the whole process over. It's a love-hate relationship. Uh, the, the ice cream sandwich is definitely the dessert that, that causes me the most, the most anxiety. But it's also the best one. So there's your answer to that. Five great questions from my friend who goes by Shelby. I call her Shell. And uh, thank you, Shell, for that. And if you've got any others, those were really good. We'd love to hear more. Oh, boy. Now the real treat. You know what it is. Long-time listener. Possibly my number one fan. Yet I still don't know for certain the identity of this listener. All I know is he or she goes by Bear. And he or she... Usually has some off-the-wall questions and some silly-ass emails, and I appreciate it. So let's take a look at this one from Bear. <laughs> she, she, he or she starts off as as he or she usually does. A-O-D-T. P-casts are dope. Never knew I knew so little about soccer games on the east side. But now I know some new stuff. I'm waiting for a Bunsen-Turner album to drop. Okay. Yeah, I, I <laughs> Bunsen Turner. I forgot about that. Donald Tebow coming in with the with the, some with some hilarity. Uh, moving on. I so I got some issues. I'm gonna need to handle, but first I need your opinions on some shiz. Shiz number one. <laughs> if if there was ever a person you thought you could be. Could that ever be somebody that you'd never see? Is that's got to be a song lyric or something? What in the okay? If there were okay, there were if there existed a person whom I thought I could be, so become or whom I thought I could be at once, be simultaneously. Like, do I think I could become that person, or are you asking? Do I think it's possible that it's that that's a mirror and it's actually me? Could that ever be somebody that you never see? Well, if it was the former, then you know you can see some. You can see your. No, no, no. If you could be that person, then you could simply look in a mirror. I'm gonna go ahead and say the answer to this question is no. But great question. That's one of those uh, trying to get the AI to <laughs> to like spark and and smoke, like to defeat the all-knowing robot by asking it a, one of these damn conundrum questions. All right, good try. I'm not a robot, or if I am, I'm not a very good one because I'm still. I'm still firing. I'm still going over here. <laughs> Second question from Bear. Is it <laughs> is it hard to direct cartoon people? I mean, no. They're, they're two-dimensional. You just face them in a direction. It's like I can direct you any way you want. I assume what she means is direct, as in like the acting direction of cartoon people. And cartoon people are obviously fictional, I guess. They're create they're the creations of other existing people but they're they're also drawn by people that can be directed and voiced by people that could be directed 
and would it be hard to do so? I don't know. That's, a good, that's an interesting question. I would assume that the direction of artists of any sort is as hard as, uh, as, as it is is as hard as the the quality of your output. I mean, to do well at something is going to be hard, and to you know to not do well. Anybody can do it in theory, just like anybody can dance. I mean, besides I don't know dead people or like paralyzed people, but it doesn't mean they're doing well at it. So my guess. So the interesting question would be, do professionals who've done both have an opinion on which is harder and or in which ways? Maybe some. That's pretty neat. I bet you there's a cool article out there or something of, say, a, a director who's done both, directed like voiceover or directed, I guess, I don't know what you'd call the artistic direction of how you sketch your cartoons, but has also directed in 3D. There's got to be. There's got to be a bunch of them. And I bet you this question's been asked. So let me Google that for you. All right, final question, guys. And it's, an, it's a doozy by the looks of it. If you're super into pineapples... And, oh, no comma. And someone's like, no comma. But she did put quotes. Hey, man, want some free pineapples? <laughs> would you ask them where they got them from, or would you just take them? That's a pretty good one. Uh, yeah, I guess you could just you could sub out pineapples for anything else, right? If you're if you're really into something and somebody offers you some of that, what you know, what would what would lead you to ask where the hell it came from? versus just running off with it i'm thinking let's see i'm thinking if it's yeah because even like even money everybody likes money it's a but you can't i mean i think it's like uh there's some word for it if you come into coming into stolen property and with a reasonable i don't know but pineapples would not would definitely not breach couldn't possibly be a felony even if you got in trouble for larceny or whatever i mean it's how many pineapples would it take to reach 750 bucks or something? So I don't think there's a, a concern about that. If it's a misdemeanor, they're probably get some lawyer to get the judge to just throw it out. So I'm not worried about it from a crime standpoint. Okay, I think here's the big difference. If these are, if this is a whole ass pineapple, you know, <laughs> I'm probably taking it. I don't, you know, like what did somebody, what they cut it open and then like glued it back together with some nefarious shit in there. If these are pineapples looking whole. I feel like somebody's got too many, and maybe what's happening is they're on a journey, and they're trying to free up some weight. They don't want to litter. They're just trying to, you know, like if an airplane is having trouble, sometimes they just dump fuel. It's like thousands and thousands of dollars of fuel. It's horrible for the environment. If they could just, if they could meet another airplane and like, hey, you want this fuel? And just like siphon it into that guy's. That's way better for everyone, but they can't. So they, this guy just doesn't want to dump a bunch of pineapples on the side of the road. So he's like, you want some free pineapples? I examine them once, basically one spin around. I don't see any any fissures in the outer in the outer protective layer of the, of the apple I'm taking them I'm probably going to pop my trunk and I'm going to say fill it up and then I'm going to drive off uh, if if this is a guy <laughs> if this is a guy just with a handful of like the, the cubes you get out of a can and he's just holding them up like he wants me to put my hands out for him hey man you want some pineapples like oh I would ask how much and he'd be like free still though Still, though, I don't think so. Yeah, no, thanks for the offer. I'm out. Yeah, good question. If it's whole, if it's whole pineapples, I'm taking it. If it's just a, <laughs> if it's just, if it's free cut up pineapple, and I don't know this person, I'm out. Sorry. Um, so that'll do it. That's the last question I've got. Thank you so much for the questions. Those are a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. Uh, and and um, 
I hope you had a good time. Remember, we got uh, we got an episode with we got part two with Donald coming up soon. We got the very most special guest of all of all coming up in only a couple episodes. So look forward to that. And remember, anything you want to ask or say or comment, I love hearing them. So shoot me an email if you want. And that'll do it for today. Thanks, guys, for listening. And we'll see you next time.